SMQB's listeners, welcome to episode 130, otherwise known as 30, 30 episodes past the tattoo deadline for Milk and Pope, and 70 until the next tattoo deadline. Hey, we're down one bison again. Uh, he is still stuck in Italy. Apparently, he's had so much Italian wine, they wouldn't let him back on the plane. Uh, we're hoping that he sobers up in time for next Monday's episode 131, but we will... I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he's without back. him. Yeah, it's a shame, too, because this is a, this is a bit of a bison episode. Yeah, very uh, bison we, heavy. Big, big, big news in Boulder, Colorado this week. I'm going to start us out with a little bison story since bison's not here with us. My wife's cousin, my wife's family is all from, from uh, her father's side of the family is all from Colorado. Her cousin owns a bison farm in Nebraska. And one of the mother bison died during ch childbirth not long Ooh. ago. And so they had to bottle feed this calf and humans raised it and it became very, very friendly around humans. So that bison grew up to be the current Ralphie for the Colorado Buffs. Wow. So wow. My, my son graduated there and uh, my wife's cousin raised Ralphie. So we have some connections to the Buffs. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's an interesting story. Interesting story. So guys, we're three days away from the start of the NFL season. How's everybody feeling? Can't Fired wait. up. Run it back. Ready to go. Yeah. I'm not excited at all. <laughs> Come on, it's the Baker Mayfield era. Yeah, milk. What's hey? Get on board. It's time to right time, now. Time to bake. Get on board to the B train. No this college is... football. No pro football. What are you focused on? Ballet. Got, what do you have to yeah. live for right now, Milk? Come back to the Hallmark Channel. Yeah, Bison's got a whole series of Hallmark movies that you guys can catch up on. <laughs> he, he, he can't even root against FSU for God's sakes. Oh, you need to root tragic, hard. Tragic. You know, for the last few years, I could always count on FSU sucking as as well as Florida, and so that left the building last night. Yeah, I'm it in, did. I'm in a living hell. So, <laughs> thank God we had the raise. Oh boy! All right, man. <laughs> let's hit the numbers. Milk, you go first since you need a little pick me up. Um, my number is. I think you guys will know this immediately. Five hundred and ten. That's how many yards. Who threw for Rooster? Shadur Sanders, baby. You know it, baby. Um, absolutely shocker of the weekend. I know we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I did not have that pegged. Uh, threw me for a loop, uh, but they are for real, and he is for real, too. Great quarterback. Yeah. How about you, Pope? 15. That's the number of interceptions that Dak threw last year, and clearly – Cowboys won't be anything with him throwing that many or close to that many. He's got to keep his interceptions down below double digits for them to be successful this year. I thought, I thought you were going to say more years. <laughs> what, to not win a Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think 15 might be uh, low on that. Oh, Bring it up God. to an even 40. I mean, Jerry will be over like 104 by the time 15 comes around. Yeah. All right. House, what do you have? My numbers this week are 300, 250, 30, and 60. They're not the lottery numbers, but it's one of the best 
baseball milestone weeks in a long time. 300 home runs, Bryce Harper. 250, the fastest to 250 in Major Aaron League. Judge. Aaron Judge. And the first ever player of all time to hit 30 home runs and 60 stolen bases in an unbelievable year that may not even win MVP in Ronald Acuna. Yep. Awesome week of baseball. That is awesome. Baseball's back. Mine, my numbers are one and four. One being the total number of 100 yard games by a wide, a, a Colorado buff wide receiver of all of last year. And four being the number of receivers who caught 100 yards worth of passes Saturday. Wow. That's how much Coach Prime has turned this team around talent wise and. You know, just the the game plan. He's got, he's got a great offensive coordinator. This this team is for real. At least I think so. We'll we'll see what everyone else thinks later. Wait, can I ask a question? Because I know we're going to get to this later. Did I see a stat come across my screen today that said something like he turned over eighty six players? Oh yeah, yeah. Like the like he basically ninety percent of the roster. Yeah, that is just <laughs> like bananas. Bananas. I mean, his Banana. first his first day on campus, he told most of the players, "Hey, you you guys ought to think about hopping into the transfer portal. See you later. Adios." By the way, they were one in ten last yeah. year. Yeah, right. They weren't even competitive. Right. So, they, were, they were the worst, whatever you call the Power Five team in in the whole country last year, awful. and haven't been good for a while. Hey, before we move on to the to that, I want to hit the mailbag because we asked our listeners to chime in last episode and we got some responses the first one we have to address is our longtime pal and listener craig sack kelly who asked us to recognize nebraska volleyball which on wednesday drew over ninety-two thousand fans to a Blue. women's volleyball match against nebraska omaha which set a world record for women's sports. I think the previous record was um, in Barcelona at a soccer match, which was under 92,000, somewhere between 91 and 92,000 people. So my question is to you guys, do you think that the men's Nebraska football team at Memorial Stadium has a capacity above or below 92,000? Hello. Above. Above. Milk is correct. The capacity is 83,406, which uh, puts, get people puts on this the, in perspective. You know, you have to put this in perspective. That 92,000 spectators at a women's volleyball game is amazing. So here's my second question. When the Huskers uh, play their first home game against Northern Illinois, which, by the way, beat Boston College this week, and roll into uh, Sorry, Memorial Stadium uh, 0-2, do we think they're going to fill the stadium or no? Did you watch the end of how they how they lost to Minnesota? I mean, <laughs> they it's, like, it's like all of last year. It's a rerun I mean, of last year. That's, that is the most people that will be in that stadium, maybe for the next decade. <laughs> great job to the volleyball team i mean seriously <laughs> all right as of the end of the day on saturday we've got three new names to consider for heisman trophy candidates we already mentioned shabir sanders sanders 
Travis Hunter and Keon Coleman. Oh my God, what unbelievable performances we saw in these two major upsets upsets on Saturday. And I hearken back to last year when House and I were saying Coach Prime is going to turn Colorado around in two years. And I think there was some scoffing going on from our beloved Pope when we made that statement. Um, my question to you, Pope, is after what you saw on Saturday, do you think the turnaround is real and it's here before schedule, or do you think that was a fluke? I don't think it was a fluke, uh, but you know, I'm not convinced their defense is going to be able to hold the Pac-12's explosive offense uh, from um, from running up some big numbers. So the, so the biggest question is, can Shadour and Travis, uh, can, can they continue to put up, they're going to have to put up 40 points a game to be competitive in at least three or four of those PAC 12 games. But, I, but I would say I was very surprised. Um, it actually, it was kind of delightful because I fucking all last year, TCU would get away with those little victories by less than a touchdown. That's the way they went to the national championship. They were pretenders then. They got exposed as a pretender on Saturday. But wait a minute. You know, wait a minute. Weren't they your like third favorite team by the end of the year problem. last year? Well, I, I had to I had to buy into them for the national championship. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. thank you for but no, I mean, I think I, I I think that they're uh ahead of uh of my schedule, which was probably three or four years. Y'all had two. Um this is a big game playing Nebraska at home on Saturday. Uh, if they if they win that game and get more momentum going, I mean, they they could they could be seven and five. I mean, they could oh, have a winning record. That's they, what I wanted to do with you. Uh, you got this down. You got the college football teams. Let's go through this. So they're one and zero home against Nebraska. Two and zero. It's a win, right? I think you think so right now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's that's two and zero. Nebraska sucks. Home against Colorado State. That should be a win. Okay, that's three and zero at Oregon. Loss. That's a loss. That's three and one. Home against USC. Loss. That's a loss. Three and two at Arizona State. Win. Uh, probably a win. That's a win. Four and two. Home against Stanford. That's probably a win. That's five and two. We're now getting close to bowl eligible at UCLA. Loss. All right, five and three. Home against Oregon State. That's a loss. Wow. Ooh, I okay. don't know about that. All I right, mean, we'll who? see. How who? good are they at that point? Oregon State. Oregon State's ranked. Oregon State is for real. So okay. I, I like right. that. Five and four. Home against Arizona. Win. That's a win. I'm going to be at that game. You guys should try to go. Is that the game you're going to go to? Yeah, you guys should try That's to go. Awesome. It'll be fun. Six and four at Washington State. Loss. Six and five at Utah. Washington State. Interesting. So, you know, seven and five, five and seven, it's, it's going to be it's, dicey. You could gave be them six, six wins. It could be six and six. Yeah, I give them two more wins. So you think they're eight and four? I think they're eight and four. Wow. Listen, listen TCU, I, I know I know everyone feels like they kind of stumbled into the championship game last year, but let's not forget that they smoked Michigan on the way. They got killed by Georgia, but they smoked Michigan. They're a good team. Look, TCU had lost a lot of players. They're starting a new quarterback. Their defense looked very different. 
So I'm not going insane about what happened on Saturday. Although I will tell you, there's no dispute. This is a, he is completely 180 degree turn that team around. And the offensive injection that he put in, to your point, four wide receivers over 100 yards, that running back who was a four star recruit, that's his top recruit, by the way. Dylan Edwards. Dylan Edwards. He yeah. went off. So he's got the talent and he's turned and it was and it is night and day compared to what was at Colorado last year. So, so right. Coach Coach Prime has coached Dylan Edwards since he was four years right. old. Yeah. Here but, in Dallas. But, but Pope, he, Pope's right. They're they're they did play Swiss cheese defense. Their defense is very suspect, and they're gonna go up against much better teams in the Pac twelve. Uh, how about the Pac twelve guys? Thirteen and zero. Yeah, but who did they play? Who did they play? That's why I said we're going to focus on these two competitive games. The, the, these teams it played nobodies. They all played the nobodies. It's still hard to run the table. Still, the yeah. Conference. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on to the Florida State LSU game. Florida. Oh, State let's pass through this forty-five one. to twenty-four. I I don't. Who agrees with this? I think uh, Jordan Travis outplayed Jaden Daniels. By a mile. Jaden Daniels looked looked good early, but man, was he inconsistent. And he sort of crumbled in the second half, whereas Jordan Travis got better as the game went along. Jaden Daniels had some serious drops that really, I think, affected his psyche because second half, they were just a totally different team. Yep. You know that Keon Coleman started out as a three-ish star receiver that had originally signed with Tulane? I mean, the fact... I mean, this guy, he is maybe one of the best right now in all of college. I mean, it's one game, but still, this guy is lights, lights out. Yeah, he must have grown a lot since he signed with Tulane because yeah, he looks no like kidding. Megatron right now. I know. He was insane. Well, Milk, are you ready to Are you ready to, <laughs> to swallow hard and tell your wife how awesome her team is? God, I mean. I'm Come on, ready. say it. I want to vomit. They, I, I'm not. Uh, look, they look good. I'd like to see them win at Clemson. Okay, and by the way, that's the and hardest. When they do, they're going to run the table. And there's they have, no one left on the schedule. They have. They don't play one ranked team other than Clemson all year. Yeah, football. it's ACC, baby. So, yeah, I, I, I like to see. Look, that game was in Orlando. That's a very home field advantage for Florida State. Um. But there's no denying. I can't deny it. Jordan Travis, he looked awesome. They look, they look like they did the last six games of last year. Mm. I I was hard on them last week. I said they played in fear of competition the last half of the year. It was their schedule, blah, blah, blah. It look, appears that um, and I've been hard on Norvell too. I I didn't think he was the best coach at Memphis. Uh, never won anything there, but He's got that team going on all cylinders, and it showed last night. And LSU is a very good team. They are a very good team, and they will have a great season. So, I mean, they just well, they, they waxed them. They got shell shocked, and yeah. and I think I think that you can pencil in Florida State as one of the four in the college football playoffs. Their defense looked pretty ferocious. It would be times. it would be a major upset at this point, even though we're one game in, for them not to make the playoffs. I'm, and, I'm interested and, to see what. Clemson does tonight. You could take LSU out. Notwithstanding uh, Justin and Joe Burrow and everybody else that was on that team, Brian Kelly's a fraud. 
Mm-hmm. The guy's a fraud. I just, I don't buy into him. And, um, you know, well, of course, that wasn't Brian Kelly's team anyway. Yeah. But, but I, think, I think he's going to have to learn a new accent by the end of this season. That was Coach O's team. But that, that, oh, that's that, right, Coach O. It, I mean, Brian Kelly's a fraud. And I just, I don't, all this stuff and the razzle-dazzle and the videos and the guarantees, he's a fraud. I think that team has a lot of talent, and it may be one of the problems. That team need to be better coached up for that game than they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I read something that LSU's championship uh, going to the playoff hopes now rest on beating Alabama in Tuscaloosa in November. Yeah. Failing that, they are dunsky. All right, let's move on to what's got everybody excited. Week one, NFL. Yeah, baby. We're not going to bore all of our fans going through each division and making team-by-team predictions. Uh, That's been done 100 times already. But let's let's talk about some fun stuff. Pope, who do you think is your breakout player of the year this year? Breakout player? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that Bijan Robinson has got an opportunity with Atlanta. Um, they're going to run the ball. Desmond Ritter is a running kind of quarterback. Uh, Atlanta's offense going to be fun to watch. I think Bijan, as a as a, a rookie and a stud at that, has a great chance uh, to be the breakout guy. He certainly showed just in a brief uh, preseason appearance what kind of skills he has. I mean, it's amazing. What about you, Milk? Yeah. Breakout player of the year. I'm going with Kenny Pickett, Steelers QB. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. He at look, he really no one really talks about him much, but he really came on at the end of last year. He started off kind of, you know, traditional throwing picks left and right. Had a bye week, and then after that bye week, he went like six and one or something like that. Got his interceptions way down. He's looked phenomenal in the preseason. They have an unbelievable offense. Pickens, I think Deontay Johnson, we're all talking about him in fantasy football. He's going to have right. this breakout year. Najee Harris, Friarmouth. Najee, Darnell Washington is new there. And they've got a tight end in, uh, what's his name? Fairmouth or whatever? Friarmouth. Friarmouth. Yeah, I, I, I really think he's going to be – watch him at the end of the season. I mean, he this could be a real big breakout year for him. Two good picks. I actually picked uh, Pickett as my uh, backup quarterback in fantasy because I think he is going to be good this year. How about you, House? Uh, I had a toss-up between – I think this is going to be – because it's a passing league, I think you're going to see another breakout season for wide receivers. And I'm down to Elijah Moore on the Browns, who I think could have a really, really special year um, opposite Amari Cooper. And you give Garrett Wilson a real quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and I think we're going to see what a superstar wide receiver he already was. He had a terrific rookie season, but I, Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson are my breakouts for this year. Good picks, good picks. I like it. I like it. I've got Jordan Love as wow. my breakout. Okay. Wow, I, I, I watched him a lot in preseason, and he looks like a completely different quarterback now that Aaron Judge is. No long. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is no longer looming over him. He just looks like he's got all the tools. Um, and I think he's going to be a successful quarterback this year. Um, he may even take the Packers to a better record than the Jets have. 
How, all right, let's move. Let's go to but now bust of the year. Who's your bust player of the year? By the way, I also think Dalvin Cook is going to surprise some people this year. Really, I almost yeah. had him as my bust of the year. Wow. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll go first on my, on my bust. Uh, and it's not so much that he'll be a bust. I think it's just a massive fall from where he's been. I started to see at the end of the season a regression from Josh Allen. And I just, I don't believe he's in that top five quarterback in the NFL anymore. I think he's a very good quarterback. It's not somebody that they shouldn't continue to have as their franchise quarterback. But he was, you know, after that all-time AFC championship game between him and Mahomes a couple years ago, it was like, those are the top two, Mahomes and Allen. He made some poor mistakes, both with his feet and with his throwing towards the end of last season. And I'm I'm not as into Josh Allen as I used to be. I think he could really regress this year. Oh, that's... What about you, Pope? Interesting. Aaron Rodgers. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad pick. He's 40 years old. I don't mind that. No bad mind. offensive line. I don't know if he still has the juice, guys. I just don't. I think he could pretty go much south. 97 country would love to see him fail. So, right. right. He's with the Jets, who are historically a bust. So, or why the not? Jets. They are the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Milk. Yeah. I'm going with the, the big man behind me. Derrick Henry. I wow. Think, uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he kind of saw it at the end of last year. They have a, he, he's getting older. He's on a bad team. I'm not buying into the Titans. They lost. Well, didn't they lose like seven in a row at the end of last season? I think that yeah, carries over. Yeah. yeah and carries and over probably still won the AFC South. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, although I shouldn't talk trash. Uh, I, yeah, I could see him. I mean, he's still a first round fantasy pick and is going in all the first round. I can see him totally underwhelming. Uh, bad offensive line. It's a shame he doesn't have a dynamic backup. Give it to Tajay. Next one. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I bet he well, I bet he sees a lot more action this year. Yeah. Yeah. I I'll tell you what, I know you're not supposed to put much credence into the preseason, but I thought Deshaun Watson looked terrible in preseason. Mm. And he sure didn't look good last year. Um, if he doesn't turn it around, he's a major bust. But since we since you know preseason is preseason, I'm gonna go with Kyler Murray. Oh yeah. I think his career's Dunsky. He's time to play baseball, Kyler. Yeah, and Russell Wilson. I thought I think the Russell Wilson experiment ends mid season and he gets benched. Really? Hey, Kyler Murray's yeah. already a bust. Do we have to Say he's going to be busting even more. Well, they're, again. they're pretending to stick with him, even though they're also tanking for Caleb. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, all right. Let's talk about some teams. Who do you guys have as your surprise team this year? Every year. I mean, you can't, you can't just plug in the same old teams every year in the playoffs. There's always a surprise. Um, this year, who is it? Milk. Um, I don't know. Start start with someone else. I got to think. Through I'll this. go Pope. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he's not here. But I think Washington has a chance to be the surprise team this year. Oh, I mean, wow. they were eight eight and one last year. They 
they are free of the the uh, stench of Danny Snyder. They've got a new outlook. Sam Howell uh, is proven to be potentially a good quarterback on the rise. Their defense is still going to be stout. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, you know, the, the East is tough. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is what the SMQBs are about is, is the NFC East. But uh, I see Washington, even though they their schedule is not as easy as you would think it'd be for where they finished, I, I still think they have a, a potential to sneak into the playoffs again, but as a better team this year. Yeah, I think the NFC East had the most combined wins of any division last year. Yeah. By the way, Sam Howell, keep an eye on him. He could have been a break. He could be a breakout player. I liked what I saw at the end of the year, but it's kind of hard to. Not buying. Toby, what do you got? I I, uh, am building on something you guys said before. I think the Steelers are going to surprise. I think we all know that Tomlin can coach. He almost never misses the playoffs. I don't think he's like ever been below 500. And I think Pickett in the second year, Pickens is a special receiver. Deontay Johnson, like Milk said, not only do you have Najee Harris, but I think Jalen Warren is a very special backup. Mm-hmm. And you said Firemuth. I think they have a very solid defense. I think they're going to surprise in that division. Um, it'll I think be they patched up the offensive line a little bit too. Yeah, they patched up that line. I think... I'm not sure whether Burrow is going to be completely healthy game one. Um, I think there's always games that the Ravens lose that they're not supposed to lose. If the Steelers steal a couple games, they could really surprise in that division. I, I like their chances. They could they could uh, sneak up on the Niners in, in week one. They could. They, I, I see them winning the division. We don't, we don't, we don't know. We don't know what Purdy's like in game one, so they absolutely could. Did you go yet, Milk? Yeah, so I'm going to go with you guys are going to laugh at this one because I know you hate this team, but I I think Denver's going to be better than everyone thinks. And I I actually actually had Russell Wilson as maybe like a comeback player of the year. I agree. And and I'm saying it because of Sean Payton mainly. I, I think he's going to inject new life. I mean, it, it, he's a very good coach. I had to deal with him in the NFC South. For Who's their running decade. back? Devontae Williams? He's Devontae? <laughs> no, Devontae Williams is fine. He's still hurt. He's playing? He's, no, he's, he's, playing. he's not the same. He's still, and plus they might he's get still a year away, away from being fully rehabbed. On They're the, seriously that. looking at JT. Yeah, I know they are. I know they are. I, and they had a they have a good defense. I I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened last year. Look, the coach got fired. Bad, bad mentality in the locker room. I, I just I don't know. I could be totally wrong here. I could see some things better than you. Sean Payton is an all-star coach. All-star. Yeah. So I could just see yeah. him changing things. It's kind of like a Dion. Well, you know, I've got two. One one is if Deshaun Watson is not a flop. Then the Browns are going to be really good this year. My other team, though, is I think the Seahawks are for real. Oh yeah, they've they're all the way yeah. back. I think Geno is good enough. You know, Geno is good enough to take them to the playoffs, and they now may have the best wide receiving core in all of the NFL if Jackson Smith and Jeba gets healthy. Um, it's going to be right up there with the Chargers and some of the other teams, the Vikings. I mean, they've got three I'm solid guys. About uh, 
Kenny Walker Gino lo- losing uh, Canales to the Bucks, the offensive coordinator. I, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how how dependent he was on him. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, no. We'll I know. I know. I know. We passed breakout player, and this is maybe a little bit related to fantasy. But notwithstanding the fact the Bucks absolutely suck and are terrible, can you say that the NFL can count on Rashad White as being a legit RB one in this league? I love Rashad White. I almost I you guys talked me out of taking him in fantasy. I'm really pissed. I, I'm literally am regretting it. He's probably think, still available. <laughs> I, I, somebody I think I somebody took him. I think it was Disciple. Um, I think he's going to be a great running back. He's going. He he was close to my breakout player as well. I I, I thought about. Him, I thought you guys would make fun of me for being a homer. So, um, you know, look, it's the Bucks, Baker Mayfield, but he will be very good. Just okay. All right. All right. I have one last question. And then we throw it open to all of you. Um, let's let's uh, rename the the shittiest team in football as the Dan Snyder award who gets the Dan Snyder award this year for the, just the absolute worst from head to bottom football team. My guess is we're going to be close to unanimous on this. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Go Card. cards, 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 the cards, right? Milk. Yeah, that's, they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're already, they're DOA. I mean, they have, there's just no interest in the cards. Okay, I, what about I, what about the shit show in Indianapolis? Yeah, I mean, Ursay's a dick, but I got a terrible not. owner. He's fucked up his whole situation with a superstar running back in in the year that they went out on a limb and drafted a a quarterback who needs a good running back because he's not NFL ready, and yet they've decided they're going to start him. They're going to ruin Richardson's career. They're going to run off Rich, uh, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, they are a terrible, terrible organization, and I agree with you. So are the cards. Right now, the Panthers look pretty awful, too. Um, there's some bad teams this year, a few of them anyway. I, I, I think the Colts still have some talent. I mean, I think Richardson might work out. I think. Pittman's a really good receiver. They've got a pretty decent offensive line. Their their owner's an idiot, but I I don't know. I I think the Colts don't they don't hold a candle to the Cardinals' ridiculousness. Jonathan Gannon is a clown show. If you've seen any of these videos that are circulating about him, talk. How many of you drove to practice? How many of you took a bus? How many of you have a fire in your belly? Who talks like that to grown men who are playing NFL? To grown men on a team that's tanking for the number one pick. I have a fire in my belly. (laughs) (laughs) I can also see the Colts like beating the Texans, you know, whereas I don't see the Cardinals eating, beating anyone in their division. Well, well, the the Colts could beat Tennessee. Tennessee sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Much, much. That's we didn't talk segue. about it, but but clearly that's the worst fucking division. Is which is south of AMC of either either Both. league either. Take your pick. <laughs> Take either south. They both <laughs> no, nothing comes close to NFC South. Milk, your division is atrocious. Well, yeah, but they have the Saints at least. The AFC oh, the South Sa- has no. They have Jacksonville. They have the that, Jags who have you know. Jags are good. I think they're the girl. I, mean, I think they're yeah. overrated. The Jags? Yeah, the Jags they're, are good. They're, they're okay, but they're not. Great. They're, they're the yeah. tallest pygmy. 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm I not the Saints. The Saints are going to win that division at nine and eight. I don't, and I'm not buying into the Saints. I think they're average at best. So NFC South will will surprise you at how bad they are. Well, this conversation should make our next topic pretty interesting. House, why don't you explain to our listeners what the Plexico Lock is? Well, for some of our younger listeners or those who eschew the Giants as a team to ever pay attention to, <laughs> it was a young wide receiver who was, had a very promising career who decided to bring a a weapon with him in the car and threw away his career by locking himself up. And so in honor of the one of the few things that we'll honor the New York Giants with, we're going to honor the Plaxico Burris locking himself up with the locks that we are so reliable on. This is your chance, listeners. You're going to get this by maybe Monday night, Tuesday morning. You've got full 48 hours at least maybe longer for games beyond Thursday to get to the betting window and get yourself a new house, new car, whatever it is. You, <laughs> By you, betting against what we say. Right. <laughs> Tad Thomas, get ready to go to the bank, buddy. This is, this is it. This year, we rare we rarely have someone go over 500, but this year is going to be different. This year is different, fellas. So, House, tell the listeners what line we're using for this. We use, we use the score mobile line nfl line and we use it as of the time of the podcast so we understand that it might change between now and then so you have to guide your bank account accordingly but this is the line that we're going to for example why don't you uh, do, why don't you go down to each of the 16 games and give the line just for the first week so the yeah, listeners first, all get first this. Week we got the chiefs minus six and a half home against the lions we got the eagles minus three and a half at the pats the ravens home minus 10 versus the texans Falcons home minus three and a half versus the Panthers. The Bengals minus two and a two and a half at the Browns. The 49ers minus two and a half at the Steelers. Commanders home favorite minus seven. Vikings home favorite minus six against the Bucks. Jags are minus five at the Colts. Big line away. Saints minus three at home against the Titans. Broncos minus four home against the Raiders. Chargers minus three home against the Dolphins. Wow. Seahawks minus five and a half home against the Rams. Bears minus one. Wow. Against anybody. But this is against the Packers home. The Cowboys three and a half favored on the road at the Giants disrespecting Dable. And we've got the Bills minus two and a half at the J-E-T-S Jets, Jets, Jets. That's this week. And so just for example, our new Italian correspondent will be back next week with bocce coverage. Uh, Bison <laughs> is taking the Commanders. He is homing it. Commanders wow. minus seven against the Cardinals. That's your first pick of the week. And let's turn it to milk. But by, by the way, what did you say the Panthers-Falcons line was? The Panthers-Falcons. The Falcons are a favorite minus three and a half at home. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm on that game. I'm 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 gonna take the Falcons there. You got the at Falcons home. minus three and a half. Minus three and a half. Um uh, I mean Bryce Young's first game. Come on. Okay. Not All Atlanta. Day. Okay. I'll, I'll take Atlanta. Pope. I've got sorry, Milk. I got the Vikings giving six. Home against the Bucks. 
I think that's a layup. I think could Pope be, could be ugly. I think Pope rushes out to a one and zero lead there. <laughs> I, I'm I'm uh, I'm making a pick. I think Rooster was maybe our. Cha- I don't know who was. Oh, Pope was our champion last year. I think maybe at, at like yeah, a, it was. It was not like even a close. lusty nine and eight or something or something like no, that. No, no, higher than that. Um. I'm taking the Eagles on the road minus three and a half because if we don't beat the Patriots by more than four points, you're going to see me like milk vomiting over the toilet. If we can't beat this atrocious Patriots team. So I'm taking the the birds minus three and a half in Foxborough, which leaves us to rooster. I think those are all safe picks, honestly. Uh, I'm going to go with milk and take the Falcons. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. Bison, Washington. Pope Vikings, Milk and Rooster Falcons, and House the Birds. There you go. Love it. All right. All right. Somebody must have a punchable face. No, 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 no. We, 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 we have to go on the record and do our Super Bowl predictions. No, we don't. It's, it's, yes. it's, we haven't seen one game yet. Oh, that's why you predict before the games even start. Right. We do it every year. Who wants to do the Super Bowl predictions? Go for it, Pope. Go for it. Come on, Pope. Give Look, us your, give us your call. I've got the Eagles and Cowboys in the NFC Championship, and I've got what? the Eagles winning, and then I got the Chiefs and Bills in the AFC Championship, and I got the Bills winning, and I got as painful as this is the uh, the Birds taking home uh, the oh. Super Bowl. Oh, okay. the Birds. Can't make certain noises. This is public. <laughs> the fact you have the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game, though, is interesting. You can always hope. Well, but I will that, say, that would be the peak this year. I will say that uh, Jalen Hurts is a man among boys. He understands what it is to lose. Behind me, when you watch YouTube, is Jalen Hurts screensaver on his lock screen on his phone walking off the field to confetti of the chiefs winning it he is motivated he is a man on a mission the eagles have filled any possible need that they even had and i, I know it's gained. almost impossible to return i think 17 quarterbacks have won the super bowl none of them none of 17 have returned the next year uh i i'm saying that jalen's going to break it and the eagles are going to return for a rematch against the Chiefs and this time take home the trophy in Las Vegas. Milk, have you thought about this at all? <sighs> Not really, but I'll take a I'll take a stab. Take a flyer. Um, yeah, I mean I I I kinda I God. I'm gonna take the Chiefs again. They're gonna repeat. <laughs> yep. I mean I I I, I do want to say the Eagles though, because they're probably very fucking pissed off. And that drives a team. Um, but, yeah, I don't see. I mean, how can I bet against the Chiefs until they prove me wrong? The Eagles' defense has gotten better. Yeah, I think under the radar, people don't realize that the Eagles, I think the Eagles may have the best defense in the NFL this year. I just don't see anyone rise to those level of those two teams. But I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm going to say that the Chiefs beat the Giants in the Super Bowl. Whoa, G-Men. Wow. Wow. I thought I was a homer. Before we, before we move on to other stuff, Rooster, just, I, seriously, I don't know this. I, I think you have 
a rookie, maybe Jalen Hyatt, and I think maybe Sh- like who who is Daniel Jones? I know you have Waller. Who is your receiving core in the Giants? Paris Campbell. I don't know who that is. You got that guy from last year who was a big hit, Isaiah something. Oh, Hodges. Okay. Yeah, okay. Hodges. And then um who else? They've they've Sterling Shepard is back, but eh, they've got Wandale Robinson back in the slot. Okay. And so they're making some noise about uh trading for Mike Evans if he if he Bucks don't sign him. Oh, that would be insane. There's no way he's leaving. Yeah, I, that would be the that would be bad for the bad bad for franchise. The, yeah, the Glazers might as well just not show their faces anymore in Tampa. Anybody else have any NFL thoughts? Week one, let's get it going. Don't call it a comeback. All right, let's move on to the punchable face. Who's got one? I have a punch. All right. Um, I, I I don't like when we have to cover stories like this, but you guys probably saw the news today. I I forgot the backstory. This this jerk, but. Julio Urias, pitcher on the Los Angeles Dodgers, has been arrested for felony domestic assault. Um, I'm not sure that he'll play again this year, maybe in baseball ever. I don't know what it is about the Dodgers liking pitchers who like to beat up women. But in 2019, I had forgotten that he pushed a woman down the parking lot and uh, went into a 52-week domestic violence program, which apparently taught him nothing. He was suspended by Manfred for 20 games in 2019. Um, Last year, he got himself together, at least on the pitcher's mound, and was third in the Cy Young with a 2.16 ERA. And maybe maybe the fact that he's coming up on free agency and only has a 4.6 ERA is getting to him. There's no excuse. And we don't know the full story. And yes, he is innocent to proven guilty. But generally, almost nine out of ten times when we hear of these domestic assault stories they turn out to be true it's just whether or not the person wants to press charges the guy's a scum and uh i think the punishment for him should be he should be punched in the face by all of us that's my punchable face of the week all right anybody else have a punch a milk slap no somebody please do a lasso we haven't had one in so long Anything? I thought the last that we did was kind of the the Nebraska story, the yeah. women's volleyball. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that that was, was a feel good story. Yeah, yeah. I have a feel bad story. I just would like to send out our prayers and wishes to Is Alex Smith and his family. Uh, I don't know if you saw that Alex Smith's seven year old daughter has a brain tumor. Oh my! Uh, gosh. After all that uh, family's been through, now they're going through that. So, wow. but keep them in your thoughts and prayers. Ooh, um, yeah, rough. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. let's move on to buzzer beaters. Who's got a buzz milk? Let's have your buzzer beater. I just I'm gonna make this known because this is going to be a recurring trend throughout the season this fall. I'm on Billy Napier's ass now, and I'm going to give him two more weeks. Um, We play a scrub on this Saturday, then Tennessee. If he gets blown out by Tennessee, I will start calling for his firing weekend and week out as my buzzer beater. 
until he is canned. It works. So, it works. I think Aaron Ju- Aaron Boone is out out the door soon. Are you going to chip yeah. in on the buyout? Was it like thirty nine million or something? Yeah, like I don't. I don't know. But uh, when you get a penalty for um, players wearing the same number on a special teams <laughs> on a critical fourth down punt, you start to lose the fan base. So right. turning turning play of the whole season. So you're on notice, Billy. You're on notice. Get it together, Billy, or milk's coming after you. Yes. Pope, what do you have? So I've got, uh, it's, I'm watching uh, on the GameCast, um, huge uh, uh, playoff potential game here between the uh, Rangers and Astros. They just, Rangers just tied it on a home run by Mitch Garver. Uh, they've collapsed, uh, epic collapsed in August. Uh, the Mariners now leading by one Rangers and Astros are tied and they're tied for the last uh, wild card as well. So uh, we're watching that game this with interest. Um, Wednesday, we have Scherzer versus Verlander, which is the uh, I think the most Cy Youngs that have gone up against each other. Uh, Verlander has three and Scherzer has two. Now they went up against each other in the World Series, the Nats. Uh, and uh, the Astros in 2019, but I think they've had another Cy Young since then. Um, Yankees tried to help you out. Yeah, how, yeah, they did. They how about Astros? Yeah, how about uh, my ponies now going to the ACC? We talked about it. We alluded to it last pod. We didn't know what was going to happen, um, but on Friday, uh, the ACC presidents. Uh, invited Cal, Stanford, and SMU into an 18-team ACC now, including Notre Dame for football. And I will tell you, there's a lot of excitement in Dallas because of that. And uh, yours truly and some other guys are going in and we're getting season tickets close to the floor for basketball because it is going to be insane having all the ACC teams come to Moody Coliseum for basketball starting in 2024. Um, Duke, Carolina, State, you know, UVA, that's going to be a blast. Uh, and my final buzzer beater is Ryder Cup, Europeans, Luke Donald rolled out his picks today. Um, Fleetwood, Lowry, and Rose were three of his captain's picks. But most importantly, guys, uh, mainly because of Liv and, and Father Time as well, but this is the first Ryder Cup Euros are not going to roll out. Sergio, Holter, Westwood, or Casey in about 15 years or so. And that is the heart of the European team uh, that has been defending European soil successfully for, you know, they're up to 30 years now. So um, I, I think we're set for a great Ryder cup. Uh, and, you know, I think euros are going to be missing the heart of their, their team. So let's see if anybody else can step up. Yeah. House. What is the count on the number of college teams claimed by Pope? <laughs> well, we got SMU, <laughs> Alabama, North Carolina. That's it. Um, You're done. No, no, keep going. There's got to be some others. There's, there's got to be. Why? Um. It's... Well, there was the there were the Louisiana years. Yeah, I. You know, you're right. I went to LSU games because what else am I going to do in Louisiana? Yeah. 
Louisiana years. <laughs> He's got years. You have to go through the lineage. The the fourth team is a flyer. It's always kind of like it's a TCU. TCU. We left out TCU. Oh, I, like the, I like the Alabama years when he was still nursing while Bear Bryant yeah. was. Missing. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> That's kind of disgusting. I wasn't nursing when I was in Alabama. <laughs> I was already four. Okay, that's bad. That's did bad. Ever, hey, did you ever see Game of Thrones? <laughs> you know, Papa Pope is listens to my pods, so uh, be careful now. All right. Okay. Okay. Hey, House. Pope, good luck to Bam this year. What are your Listen. buzzer beaters, House? Oh no, he's an Auburn fan. Sorry. He is. Yeah, Auburn. my dad's an Auburn fan. Auburn. Good. Good luck to Auburn. I don't, they don't think they're going to do anything, Papa Pope. No. Um. My buzzer beater. Someone had the number fifteen. Uh, my was it I did. Know? Yeah. So back interceptions. Yeah. Well, listen. For those of you like Tampa Bay, maybe Dallas teams whose year is already over before it even started in the NFL, <laughs> this is the year that you will get your quarterback from. I have never seen anything like it. There are fifteen quarterbacks who showed out in week one, Michael Penix, DJ Ugalele, Caleb Williams, Shador Sanders, Joe Milton, Jalen Milrow, Michael Pratt, Drew Alar, Bo Nix, Jordan Travis, JJ McCarthy, Quinn Ewer, Sam Hartman, Spencer Rattler, Drake May, Jaden Daniels. This is like, I don't think we've ever seen anything remotely close to the amount of quarterback talent that is in NCAA football. And I know that sometimes we get bored with football because it's always the same teams, and ending up in the college football playoff, what makes this year different, I think, will be the play of the quarterback. There are so many fun quarterbacks to watch, and I think the GMs in the NFL are salivating over what they're seeing in the college football. Yeah, and there, there have, are more receivers now than they thought, too. Yeah, we could have several. I mean, think about how many quarterbacks could go in the first round next year. It's yeah. Insane. Five or six, at least. Yeah. That's Maybe it rivals the 1983 draft. Who was the who was the Cardinals quarterback before Murray? Didn't they uh, move on from a number one pick and go and take Murray? Yes. Um, oh, it was uh, Rosen. Was, was Rosen. Rosen? Yeah, it was Rosen. Rosen. Yeah. So the Rosen. Cardinals could go three quarterbacks in a row where they use their number one pick on a quarterback. That guy's well, Kelly is very special. So that I don't think he's a Drew Rosen or a Kyle Kyler Murray. Yeah. Yep. Josh Rosen. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Rooster. So first of all, I just wanted to remind everyone that I called the Colorado upset before, before the game. Uh, we won't talk about me calling for the <laughs> South Carolina upset yeah. over UNC. Oh yeah. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But my so my buzzer beater is look how long have I been calling on the Yankees to call up Yasan Dominguez? I mean, since the middle of the year when they started to suck, I was like, it's time for the to bring up these young studs, and I kept saying, you know, bring up the Martian Yasan Dominguez. What does he do? His very the very first pitch he sees in the major leagues is from. Uh, future Hall of Famer Justin Verlander, and he hits a home run on the first pitch. Youngest player in history at age 20 to do that first pitch, wow. first bat. Wow. Two games later, he hits a two-run homer to help sweep the Astros. I mean, he is the real deal. I don't know why we've been 
wasting our time with these washed up old fools that make too much money and can't perform. Um, I just want to say how, you know, if, when you finally get around to f- firing Cashman, I am available uh, on one it condition. It did sound I, like a promo. Yeah. I'm on one condition. I will not leave the podcast, but on, other than that, here I am, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Your prediction, and you've been on fire. Anything else, fellas? Come back soon, Bison. You think we'll ever see Bison again? No, maybe not. No, I think he's gone. But hey, uh, it was a hell of a. Run. It was a good run. Yeah. It was a hell of a episode, run. Or 128 episodes. 128 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Guy gave it everything he could. He kind really of the did. Fifth Beetle, but... if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm interested to hear how to say Sunday morning quarterbacks in Italian. He's gonna have a right. Italian right. pod, Italian sports pod. <laughs> Yes. Me dispiace, Bison. He'll put together his own competing Italian sports pod. Italian sports all right. pod. It'll all be F1 and, and, and soccer yeah. for football. Leave it there, Jake. All right. All right. SMQBs are Brian Bandwagon Pope, who hails from Dallas, Texas, and has never met a first-place team that he didn't have a personal connection to. Michael Rooster Phelan, hailing from Richmond, and who roots for teams from New York, or is it Boston? I can't remember which it was. One or the other. Also, Patrick Milk Michler from Tampa Bay, and he is still massively in love with Tom Brady and will never get over his man crush on the GOAT. Toby House Milrod, a long-suffering sports fan, hailing from Philadelphia, whose Eagles team, mm, they're still looking for another quarterback. And I am Chris Bison Nace, hailing from Washington, District of Champions. Thanks for listening.